and welcome to the Scott and Paul and sometimes Dan, which Dan is not here, show, which is really the, the real title of this show. So, Scott, before we go on, this is the first time we've actually done video, and guess who isn't here? Daniel. He is uh, MIA, Mr. Domesticated, once again. So, family man, that's good for him. His spirit animal's guile. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And sadly, the very first thing on here is Xbox news, which we never have. And when we do have it, Dan is not here. So here we go. Yesterday, or day before yesterday, whenever we are recording this and it's going live, which will be Saturday before the Royal Rumble, Xbox, well, Microsoft actually, had their Windows 10 commercial preview. Is that what it was? Yeah. And... um we have a lot of notes, but break it down real quick. Xbox, they want to have a universal I, um, UI. Uni, um, start back over. Fuck that. I'm trying not to look at No, I, fuck it. Let's just keep going. This is what people want. They want disasters, and this is what we're Yeah, let's at. give them disasters. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not sure where to look. Anyways, yeah, they have a, a custom... Uh, they want to be able to stream... Uh, PC games through your Xbox, which is a really, really great idea. You know, one thing, though, I think that they don't understand is our Android devices that are already doing this for like 100 bucks. But on the other hand, those Android devices don't have access to the Xbox One library, which right now is a little limited, but that's going to open up in the next few months for sure. So I think it's a good move. Um it's dumb not to have the feature. Um, I don't think it's it could be a killer app kind of thing and maybe bring some people over. But either way, it's at least another block on the foundation of building a, a really good environment for Xbox One. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't hurt. It's a great feature. So Yeah, but that's sure. not even what they're doing right now. What they're doing right now is they are planning to just mirror the image from the Xbox One to your tablet's I don't know if they're going to do Windows Phone or not. That might not be a very good experience. And really, who has Windows Phones or tablets? Though I heard that people who actually have the Windows Phone, they really enjoy it. Sad for them because there's really no other developers for Windows Phone other than Windows. So I guess in that sense, you do get a good service. But the interface they are using now is based on Windows 8. You will get a future update that will make everything based on Windows 10. You're not exactly getting the Windows 10 kernel, but you are basically getting a Windows 10 version of it. I don't know when that's going to happen. There will be more information on this in... When is the Game Developers Conference? March? March. Yeah. In March, they'll have more for that. And... Scott just went down giving somebody a blowjob. I can't yeah. wait to show up on TV. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm looking for something here. But the um, hold on. What Scott was there he goes. But what uh, Phil Spencer was actually talking about was what Scott was leading with, which is one day that they hope to have a somewhat like a PlayStation Now service. He didn't say that, but where everything that you own you can actually access wherever you're at right now. The first step is for everything to be on your own home network. Use your local Wi-Fi, what you're doing now. It should work pretty seamlessly. They did have a, a um, demonstration, but PlayStation 3 and 4 is doing it with Vita, 
and the Nintendo Wii U is using it right now. So by now they should get working. Yeah, he was on he was on Twitter yeah, talking. Some people were uh, sending me messages and asking him about having a PlayStation Now service, and he said he would really like to be able to access all of his games. Uh, something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. So a little vague. I don't know if that meant, you know, if you already own something, maybe you could get access to it, which I highly doubt. They want you to rebuy the same content again. Um, but maybe they'll have a PlayStation Now service. They definitely have the infrastructure for it, I'm sure. I mean, it's Microsoft. They've got billions upon billions of dollars to pour into this stuff if they want to. So, And remember, they had the huge, massive plan to make Xbox One to be on demand all the time. So they went out there and they purchased and set up all these servers around the country. So at least in America, it should work pretty flawlessly if they do that. Right now, the only big thing that they're doing is cross-play for PC and Xbox, which we've seen it work before on uh, Steam with PlayStation 3. What was it? Portable 2? Yes. That worked. And we have a couple other games now that do the same thing. So it should work pretty much flawlessly. Hopefully. I, I, it's definitely. I think both aspects of what we're talking about here with the uh, the streaming and being able to access all these different things, it is going to help Xbox with that plan of being the one device in your living room. It it definitely helps them to be that central hub. So, I mean, I, I think the PlayStation brand's too strong to push out of the market for sure, especially right now. I mean, I don't see Microsoft overtaking them anytime soon. But this may lay the groundwork down the road, maybe four or five years from now. Xbox One will be the leading console, kind of like um, hell by PlayStation was kind of behind for a while, and then at the end it kind of took off a little bit better. So, yeah, well. yeah. Okay, what the hell is this you, note you have here? Hatred supporters want social justice warrior victim NPCs. Hatred's the super violent isometric shooter uh, it's been oh, yeah, the one that they, they took off of. They took off of, yeah, Steam and then put it back on. Um, the guys that are fans of the game are on the forums are asking the developers to make NPCs that resemble some of these social justice warriors like uh, Anita Sarkeesian, things like that. First off, there's licensing rights to use somebody's image. So they got to be careful with that if they were to go that route. But, I mean, really... We, you're, you're saying it's just a game, it's just a game, it's just a game, and a lot of these guys are defenders of the games. If the developers go and add these type of characters, then it's no longer just a game, it's a statement. So they can do what they want, it's their game. I think it's a lot of stupid controversy because the game to me isn't really much different than Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, when 3 came out, was meant to be this big open-world crime experience where you could play in the sandbox, and then it pretty much everybody... Most some people, a lot of people play through the story, but a lot of people they just run around just cause havoc. That's exactly what hatred's doing. It's you're running around causing havoc against digital characters. So whoop the freaking do! I, I I don't even really see the controversy with it. It's just I guess in light of the, some of the recent shootings, maybe a little bit, but I, don't buy it. Don't be a part of it. You know, it's not like people have to play this game. Is nobody's being forced to play this game. So. I, I'm, I mean, I wouldn't even be that interested in it. I mean, I like isometric type stuff. I watched the video when it was first announced, and I wasn't really all that interested. But the more I hear about it, the more it piques my interest a little bit. And uh, I might at least check it out. And without all this controversy and belly aching, I probably wouldn't have. So it's whatever they want to do, but 
I would not go the route with the social justice warrior ones. And I think I think Postal you could kill. Um, maybe it wasn't Postal. There was a game that came out a few years ago where you could kill these like uh, anti-violence protesters while you were playing the other part of the game. And so the reason people even bring that stuff up is because they make those statements. If you want to sit there and say this is just a game, then make it just a game. I mean, there's already a target-rich environment, so there's no reason to add all that. But, but then again, bad publicity is still publicity. So, Kitana, Kun Lo, and Goro were announced for Mortal Kombat X. Goro is a pre-order bonus, which, man, really, that's all we have in Mortal Kombat. Uh, the... The trailers for the characters were pretty good. I mean, I like their movesets looked good, and I think they showed one fatality, maybe two, two fatalities, and they looked really good. Um, so, but you know how it is with fatalities. If there's only one or two for char- per character, you'll get old really quick. But the special moves and the combos and stuff, they looked really awesome. So the trailer had me excited. I, I'm definitely more excited for um, Mortal Kombat X than I was. Goro's a pre-order bonus. Which means you can probably buy them later. So that's got me swayed just a little bit. I know I say don't pre-order, don't pre-order, don't pre-order, but man, that's tempting. But then again, I can probably just wait for the DLC down the road. According to game director Hardara, I can't pronounce his name. I'm even gonna try the first one. I'm lucky I got that out of the second surname. Um, Tekken X versus Street Fighter, or Tekken X Street Fighter, whatever they've decided to call this game, still in development. You have 40 people currently working on the game. However, due to the oversaturation of fighting games right now, no plans to release it currently, but Tekken 7 right now is still the big one they're working on, even though there is an oversaturation of fighting games. Scott? Uh, It's not a problem for me. Uh, like he said, there's an oversaturation of games. Just as long as they continue to work on the game and it's going to be good and they can, you know, and I hope they didn't just stop development and put it on the back burner. I hope they're continuing to revise and test and improve the quality of the game while they're waiting. That That's fine. I mean, there are a lot of fighters to play, and I'm sure it'll probably be at least decent when it comes out. So I like the other version all right, but then this one will have different mechanics than the other version. So we'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see, but hey, like he said, there's a lot of stuff on the market right now. What's this deal with Microsoft and the Hollow Winds? They're going with our uh, augmented reality over VR. Is that the deal? Yeah, and and I'm not against AR. I think whatever whatever technology will work best today or in the near future, um, whatever they can get in consumers' hands the earliest with the best quality, whatever. That's great. Um, on the other hand, they were shown, you know, this is what we're going to do, and it was all bull shots. You know, people are. I think people that pay attention to gaming news are sick of bull shots, and that's all it was. Minecraft. That was some expensive video they made. If it plays anything like that, that will be very, very cool and very awesome. But eh, I, that, that's not even a tech demo to me. There might be something that's been revealed since I saw that bit of news. But, eh, as, as a proof of concept. I don't even know if it's proof of concept. That's just a concept video to me. This isn't the same technology that they were using when they projected the images across your entire living room? No, this is something different. What was that called? I don't remember what it was called. I don't know. I, th- I thought that was pretty cool looking, though. 
Yeah, that was pretty neat. I mean, I would, that was the one who used the projectors that would have, like, the the lines flying by to make it, you know, enhance yeah. your speed and things like that. I, I'm, I'm not broke. I would, you know, what I saw in the videos they released, I was interested. So maybe they're not, was it, was it the room? So, yeah, something like that. It's something yeah, it was a really cool effect, but yeah, this is completely separate from that. EVO lineup was confirmed. I don't have the list here. Scott just wrote a bunch of notes. So, what other games are going to be at EVO? Actually, well, Dan put this shit up, didn't he? Yeah, he's the fighter guy. Yeah. And Dan was complaining that you had two Smash Brothers games on there. Oh, Dan was is somewhat of a purist and cynical self. Um, let's see, we got Ultra Street Fighter 4, Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, Killer Instinct, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, Guilty Gear X, Sign, I believe that's what it says, yes, Mortal Kombat, Super Smash Brothers Melee, uh, Persona 4 Arena, Ultimax, and Tekken 7. The thing about Smash and the two different versions, there's little differences in the games and the way that you can fight, um like your edge game and the blocking and things like that. Things are a little bit different between each version, and there's such a huge, uh, basically grassroots um, group of players that are in a tournament scene that swear by Smash Brothers Melee, it's not going anywhere anytime soon if they want to keep those people in. At the same time, it's probably a good idea to try and build the Super Smash Brothers audience since it's the newest, freshest thing, and there's a lot of people that really like that game and a lot of people in the tournament scene that are playing that game. So it makes sense to me. I mean, and there's still a lot of variety. I mean, you have the new Killer Instinct. That's awesome that it's back. It was a big hit in the 90s. Um, huge in the arcades. You walked in an arcade, and, yeah, Mortal Kombat Street Fighter dominated, and then you heard the ultra combos and the big, huge bass bumping off of the, uh, the arcade machines. They were awesome for Killer Instinct. So hopefully that will bring back some of that feel to have the Killer Instinct on the scene. I believe it's Mortal Kombat X, yes, that they're going to have. And then, uh, you know, Guilty Gear has got an awesome art style and animation, and it, they're they're pretty solid. They're very good fighting games. So it's all about what they can get people to come and compete in the tournament for and make money with. So if Smash Brothers and Melee are profitable, they, that's just the way it is. What should do is maybe try out Smash Brothers because they're very, very fun. So maybe Dan would like them if he would give him a shot, but then he'd have to buy a whole new system, and I can't really blame him just for one game. But yeah, they're very good games. Very fun to sit down with and just blast each other. Smash each other. Neverwinter will be starting its closed beta on the Xbox One next month. Publisher Perfect World Entertainment has announced the beta will run for three days, February starting on February 5th, and you can sign up to do it on the Neverwinter site. Um, however, it will be, was it free play? Yeah. But you must have an Xbox Live Gold subscription. Go Microsoft. All right, Scott, I know nothing about Neverwinter, so speak. Was a, uh, there was a, uh, Neverwinter Nights was out on the older PCs, was a isometric RPG, and then I believe it evolved like into the Baldur's Gate and things like that. Very good series of games. I hadn't played any in years. But I'm very excited to see the, the at least the name coming back, and it's something I'm going to check out. I've already researched a little bit. Looks like it's fun to me. So free MMO, yeah, probably gonna be paying out the wazoo to win, 
but maybe the maybe there'll be one that breaks the mold and the free part will be worthwhile. I don't know. So, but I'm excited. They were very, very good RPGs. Had a lot of mod support. I used to have uh, tons and tons and tons of mods for Neverwinter Nights. So, hopefully they'll support something like that. But being an MMO, I doubt it. So, we'll have to wait and see. Elder Scrolls Online will be dropping a subscription price and will be coming to Xbox One and PlayStation 4 on June 9th. I imagine the introductory price is $60. I'm sure it is. Um, I don't know for sure, but I know it's including uh, all the content that's been released so far, I believe. So there's that. You get the extra DLC and things like that. or not, I, don't, I guess it wouldn't be DLC, but the extra expansions and whatever they've added to the game is coming out with it. Um but, you know, something I can sit on my couch and play, it's got my attention, just like anything else. Something I can sit out with my friends and work on something with. Because uh, I like the Elder Scrolls game. I've played them since uh, the first one on the original Xbox. Or not the first one, but Elder Scrolls 3 and uh, Morrowind. And uh, I like Elder Scrolls. So hopefully the MMO is better. I never tried the MMO. Um, but I always thought when I played Skyrim, which was just a recent addition to my game library, it'd be really fun to play it with friends. So, hopefully it's good. But, yeah, definitely. All PlayStation 4s now come with a downloadable code for the Last of Us Remastered Edition. It's kind of odd that Sony has gone with a mature-rated title for their free download game, but considering the amount of people who are buying it are older people now, and yeah. I guess Nintendo's going to have all the kiddie games like Smash Brothers. Right. Yeah, the, the deceptively deep fighting game. So, um, yeah, Last of Us, I don't, they're not doing anything wrong. PlayStation 4, I mean, they could, they could probably pack in Blu-ray porns and people still will, it's still going to fly off the shelves. It's very popular. It's selling really well. At this point, I don't think it really matters what they put in there as a pack-in. People's going to see it as value and their sales are going to continue to fly off. Just skyrocket. So. Normally we have a the bug hunt of the week, but I guess this is a preemptive bug hunt. Halo Master Chief Edition multiplayer patch is going to a beta test before it actually goes live. Scott. Yeah, yeah, they're beta testing their patch with Xbox. Honestly, Live. considering Sorry. everything we've had Hard recently, this is actually a good idea. I think I think it, to a degree, but I mean it's just like it makes you wonder. Do they not even have quality testers? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's new, that's for sure. I've never heard of it, but it doesn't mean it hasn't happened with other games. Well, how much are they actually changing around that they have to beta test the entire system? Uh, yeah. that It's probably a load test, too. Um, if they're cha- They've had a lot of trouble with multiplayer on Halo, so... That's a series that's you know has pretty good campaigns, but has pretty good multiplayer for the most part. So yeah, they definitely want to get that sorted out as soon as possible because that game was pretty hyped and it's been a buggy mess. So according to three four three industries, the Master Chief Edition matchmaking experience and party system will also be getting updated. So I guess they want to make sure all of that crap works. Yeah, there's a lot of matchmaking issues, people really complain about those a lot on the forums. I haven't played Master Chief Collection yet. I can only go by what other people have said, and that was that's definitely been a big issue. Scott, you little Nintendo whore. Club Nintendo is shutting down. Oh, uh, well, 
Yeah, but hopefully they do replace it with something better. That's the plan. Um, it wasn't bad. Uh, it was a, it was a lot better when you kind of yearly you can count on getting at least one really decent reward to spend your coins on. Uh, I got the uh, Luigi's Mansion um, Luigi statue, and it was like fifteen hundred coins. So yeah, there's a lot of lot of lot of cool little things. Uh, Europe and Japan seemed like they were better off. They got all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, but you know. If they overhaul it and it gives me some sort of uh, rewards for purchasing, uh, maybe towards actual new games and stuff, hey, I'm all for it. I mean, the collectibles are cool because I'm a collector by nature, but holy shit, Dan's here! Oh my god, yes, I am. Scared <laughs> the shit out of me. <laughs> He's been hearing us talk shit about him being domesticated. No, I just had uh, Wyatt went down for a nap, so I figured I could hop on for a teeny bit. How the fuck did Dan end up having more hair than us? Scott, you just muted yourself and you left. Good. He's probably going to go masturbate now. I was forgetting where I talked about Alien, so good for him. Dan, how's it going? Welcome to the show. Doing all right, man. I, uh, I just came in right when you guys were talking about the Nintendo coins or whatever going away, which I don't even know what that is, so I didn't have anything to contribute there. Well, you're not missing anything. It's Nintendo bullshit. Scott has not realized that he's muted his mic and he's still trying to hey, talk. let's back up a little bit. Yeah, the, the, I'm, I'm, I'm angry. No, um, Smash, man, and Evo. Two versions of it. That's amazing. Freaking it, awesome. It, it's amazing if, if you like that type of stuff. Well, yeah, so is Mortal Kombat if you like that kind of stuff, or Guilty Gear if you like that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think, I don't think you need two versions of Smash. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year the Smash, the Smash Finals ran so long that like the, the good stuff like the Street Fighter Finals didn't even go on till like 1 a.m. That's true. Yeah. So unless uh, that Mr. Wizard dude changes uh, the format. On I guess how many pips or pipes or whatever you can destroy. I don't know how it's gonna how it's gonna get done in time since anybody that's six and up can enter. <laughs> Scott, uh, I'm just saying, man, don't knock a tea try it. Yeah, um, there's a lot of a lot of big. Uh, we already went over it a little bit, but a lot of big uh, fighters that compete in these tournaments and stuff. A lot of them like the melee, and there's some of them that like the the Wii U version. So that's why I think. To keep the entrance up, the more people they have competing in a tournament, the better it is in the long run for them. So. Oh, I I agree. Yeah. I think during the Smash Smash Finals, I think it topped out at like fifty thousand viewers, which is which is like the average day in the life of Dota. It's a big deal for the fighting game community. Yeah, yeah. So promote it while it's hot. Well, now is Nintendo gonna have a hissy fit like last time and tell people they can't do it anymore? No, and they they're, they're, they're listening. Yeah, yeah, they were afraid they were going to lose a nickel last year, and they were being uh, pricks about it. But <clears throat> yeah, so they uh, they fixed that. That's one thing they fixed. Well, Dan, you're just in time for Scott to do his weekly alien blowjob session. So. Oh man, Can't alien wait. alien isolation crosses one million buys, and they had DLC. What DLC was there? I wasn't aware of DLC. Um, they're releasing um, these survivor map packs. Um, the first one just had, uh, I think it had one map that was a, it was a pack in with the game, and then the other ones has been released. You get two or three maps. I think it's three maps for each one, 
and uh, you get to play as a different character. There's not really much story content other than what you can read in like the little logs and stuff, but you get scored based on how fast you can complete objectives and make it to the end of the map. And they're very smartly set up with some different-looking environments, uh, different layouts, all new areas of Sevastopol Station. And I worked on them for a couple hours last night, and I just continually got my shit wrecked. So when you got that little countdown timer showing you how many points you're going to get for whatever objective you're chasing, and it keeps decreasing, you tend to make mistakes because you're trying to rush it and get on that leaderboard list, and then the alien just... Watch it. So, gotcha. very, very fun DLC from a competitive point of view. I know there's a lot of people don't care for it because it doesn't really add a whole lot to the story. But competitively, it's it's very fun if you're a person that chases leaderboards. So. And how much was this? Ah, uh, believe they're seven dollars per $7 pack for, for that little update. Yeah, for each one. I think it comes out to $30 total over the entire season. There's five updates. So $7, I believe. I bought a season pass when it was 50% off around Christmas, so I got the whole deal for 15 bucks. That's a pretty but great deal. Yeah, if, it, if it's something you like, it's worth it. But it doesn't add anything to the story. Very, very minuscule little bits. I mean, it, it, the story isn't the big thing. It's the alien anyways, right? Yeah, it's 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 playing against that um, AI is the is the challenge of the game. So, and it's just more of that. But yeah, I was this close on like the fifth try or sixth try to to get into the end, and I got a little bit too confident because I'd had a pretty good run, and that was it. It was over. So now we're on to Scott's uh, retro game of the week, the old man section of the week. Yeah, the old man section. Um, did you guys ever play Life Force? Negative. For about 30 seconds, and it was not fun. Yeah, because it wrecks people's shit, man. It's it's like uh, it's a very, very hard shoot 'em up for the uh, original Nintendo. It was on PC Engine. Uh, I think it was in the arcades, possibly. Um, very, very good, very hard, uh, with an extreme difficulty curve of memorizing enemy patterns and locations of terrain and how to approach getting by certain spots in the game. It'd be very, very tough. Um, you get a lot of upgradable weapons, things like that. But I had to practice by using the Konami code and getting 30 lives so I could at least see what was coming and get a few shots at it before I had to reset and replay, you know, two or three levels. And then once I got into where I started getting through the first couple levels without dying only maybe once or twice, then I played it legit and was able to burn through it actually pretty easy. So uh, very difficult at first, but once you learn it, Especially once you get past about level three, um, it's, it's nowhere near as hard in the, in the remaining half of the game. Uh, there's a lava stage that just is insane the first few times you go to it. Uh, but pretty cool shoot 'em up, side scrolling, um, horizontal shoot 'em up, and uh, you have like these uh, little options is what they're called. They're little power ups you get, and they circle your ship or they move uh, in relation to how your vehicle moves, but they get the same weapon you have, so you can have a couple of options, and there, there's missiles flying all over the screen and lasers everywhere and speed power-ups and things like that. But the bosses, you know, they all have their patterns, classic, you know, 8-bit gaming boss patterns uh, and weaknesses. So you, you've got to pound down their defenses. A lot of times you got to break these little pieces out so you can shoot at the core. And uh, very, very fun, uh, very difficult. You know, it's not for everybody. 
Uh, it's on PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, uh, and Wii and the Wii U eShop if you want to download them digitally. And if you want a physical copy of the game, between 8 and $15 on eBay, just depending on what you can find. But highly recommend, but prepare to get hurt. And New segment it. for the show, board games. We have Dominion and Legendary Encounters. So, uh, man, I'm still getting feedback. That's okay. Well, is it, I mean, I got my mic on. Is it blasting through there? Yeah, because I hear myself. All right, man. Board games, for somebody talk. All right, we should be solid now. Let's just blame him for everything. All right, Alien... my headset at this point, so if you're hearing echo, it's someone else. It's Scott. Aliens Legendary Encounters. Um, it's more yeah. alien shit. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, it's more alien stuff, but Daniel sent this one. Um, it's a board game where you have cards, and what you do is you progress through each of the movies. And as you play your cards, you have attack and health and all these things like that. But you're basically being hunted by the alien. And as you go through it, your other characters or other players that's playing with you, uh, they can be killed and turn into aliens. So really need to watch the video. Uh, definitely interested. And I, there's a whole series based on different um, IPs. Uh, so I'm definitely interested. I've seen them in stores before and just kind of turned my nose up at them until Daniel sent the link and I watched it a little bit. I was like, you know, that actually looks really fun. So, and Aliens is big in our household, so we'll probably be picking it up pretty soon. But, I mean, the reviews for it are really high, and it's got a lot of hype, and the Aliens community, uh, like AVPGalaxy.net, there's a lot of people that's hardcore Alien fans. They all love it. So. Yeah, it uh, it was recommended to me by a guy at uh, at work. He travels down to Atlanta to some of the bigger board gaming communities and plays stuff, and they had a guy playing it. Uh, and I had checked it out also. I thought it was pretty cool. The uh, Dominion is uh, essentially it's a resource game. You're just trying to buy properties, but you get a unique pool out of the deck each time. So no matter how many times you play it or how many times there's people in it, you pretty much have a unique game each time. Certain strategies still persist, but it can be played easily within an hour because that's pretty much what we do at our lunch break now. Well, that sounds fun. If I took something like that to work, they would probably just, like, tar and feather me or burn me at the stake. It's a very, uh, very testosterone-driven environment, so I won't even talk about that one at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of closet nerds at work. Um, but yeah, that game looked really interesting too, and that's actually on my buy list. I just gotta get it off Amazon sometime. On to movies now. X-Men Apocalypse has recasted Storm, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Has anybody actually taken a look at these two? Yeah. Three, actually. So, uh, the young Storm, he does look like a young Holly Berry. The other two, not so much. Wow, that echo is this, this bad. Who's echoing? I don't know. I'm I'm full headset right now. So how's this? How about now? Um, well, it's getting louder. It's getting louder. Well, we didn't have it before. How about now? Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I can see it. I mean, maybe it's me, but I have a full headset for speakers and mic at this point. All right, how about now? 
Um, that's better. No, it's worse. Oh, no, fuck no, it. Anyway, X-Men, Cyclops, bullshit, let's go. Everything was fine until Dan got on there, Mr. Fighter Boy. Uh, yeah, the oh, one is, uh, the one actor, she plays, uh... Wait, hold on. Nope, no, it has to be on your end. I can still hear it. What? These, the feedback's on your end. I'm getting a, a sound loop on your end. Okay. We may have to edit this part. <laughs> we don't edit. We this do. is drawn out now. I like how, you know, we record for a half hour and there's not really an issue, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, look, I'm going to be retarded. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, wait, I think it stopped. Nope. Okay. How about now? We good? When I left, did it still exist? No, I can still hear it. Hmm. Oh, well. Anyways, Jean Grey, the actor, she uh, plays Sansa Stark on Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't know if she can carry that role, but we'll see. And the other one, she looks a little bit like Halle Berry, but it's whether they can act like Storm or act like Jean Grey that's more important, I guess. Well, considering the amazing performance that Halle Berry did as Storm, it shouldn't be. Oh, yeah. She should be way better, you know. Halle Berry, I mean, she's not, like, the greatest actor ever or anything, but she was better than she was in the X-Men movies. She was terrible in those movies. There's just like Natalie Portman in Star Wars, just so bland. So, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do with her. She has some really stupid dialogue, you know. Like, what happens What happens when a frog gets hit by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. Well, no shit. <laughs> I mean, really? Uh, Dan, did you get the chance to take a look at this? No, I did not. Moving on, Scott wrote something about Dean Cain and did not link or anything, so... Yeah, yeah, There's going to be a fight between Dean Cain and Seth Rogen? Yeah, I figured I'd just talk about it since I know everything anyways. You guys don't need links. Um, Dean Cain basically told uh, Seth Rogen he wanted to punch him in the face on Twitter, and it was in relation to... um, Seth Rogen made a comment about the American Sniper movie that it reminded him of the Nazi propaganda film that was playing in Inglorious Bastards. And... I'm, I'm like, you know, on the American Sniper side, but I really think that one was actually taken out of context. I think he actually meant that it showed a badass just slaying people uh, in the movie. I don't think he meant that it was a propaganda film, but he was referring to that scene of the film. But it all blew up in Seth Rogen's face, and it's it's cool that there's people wanting to come out and defend, you know, a dead soldier and all that. Dean Cain a little bit more than others because he was a personal friend or at least a close acquaintance of Chris Kyle. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to get into the Michael Moore crap because that guy's just a moron. But, yeah, I mean, there was this huge Twitter blow-up. It was kind of funny, but he said, uh, Seth Rogen, I like your movies, but right now I just want to punch you in the face. And there was, there was some other people said some pretty nasty stuff uh, out of Hollywood back and forth. So a little bit of controversy there. I haven't Have seen, the, seen movie. the movie. I know the story, but, um, yeah, people, I know there's some complaints that it, it portrays the uh, – um, people as savages, and they're blaming Eastwood for that. But Eastwood's adapting Chris Kyle's story that Chris Kyle put in a book that Chris Kyle perceived. So of course they're going to be perceived as savages. Uh, it's not really Eastwood's fault because he wasn't the one that went over there and fought. He's just portraying the story that he had. Um, some of them were savages on both sides, and some of them were good people on both sides. 
but you have to be there to understand what it's like, and I don't, I don't think people get what war is like. It's not like these movies. Um, you know, you got people, there's some people who think there's invaders, or some people that's just batshit crazy wanting to blow everybody up. And then you got people that go over there to fight for freedom, and you got people over there that can be murderers. And I don't think Chris Kyle was a bad person. I think he did what he had to do to protect American soldiers, and it bothered him like it should any human being. So it is what it is. But, yeah, I, I really think Seth Rogen took the brunt of that, and I don't think that's how he meant I think he meant it, it reminded him because it showed a sniper just wasting people, and that's basically what happens in American Sniper. So, so was Seth involved in the film at all, or was he just, just stating an opinion? Yeah, it's it's – yeah, it's not it's not it's not a statement by Eastwood. It was a statement by Chris Kyle. You can't portray oh, these. What Seth Rogen? What does he have to do with this? I wasn't even listening. Yeah, he. It's a, it's it's Eastwood's movie. So, so Seth Rogen read a comment Dean Cain said, and Seth got pissy. Yeah. So Seth Rogen really has nothing to say about this. No, he, he never really he made it. Somebody else had an opinion that wasn't his. And he said it's been blown out of context. That's not how he meant it. Also, and yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people come to that come to their own defense with why well, didn't mean it that way. I really don't think Seth Rogen meant it that way, just from the way I interpreted the words. So I think he was referring to a sniper shooting people. He just happened to use a film that had a Nazi propaganda, and people just flipped out. I think they jumped the gun on Seth Rogen. I'm in peg. It's cool writing Star Trek 3. Thoughts? Eh, he loves sci-fi. He's got some writing experience. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the second Trek movie. I liked the first one. The second one was had good acting, good action. and but, You know, Khan just kind of, okay, he's a genetic super soldier. Woo. You know, uh, hopefully Peg can inject some... Uh, some real enthusiasm into it. I, I saw a lot of special effects and a lot of cool stuff in Star Trek II, but I didn't feel the enthusiasm. And I know Simon Pegg is a huge sci-fi uh, junkie, so hopefully that'll bleed through in the film. It couldn't hurt. I think they need to change uh, Picard. I think Picard's the weak link. Picard? The dude, the young dude. What is his Kirk. name? Kirk! Kirk. Whatever. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek person. I watched both the movies. I enjoyed them for their entertainment value. I thought two was superior to one, but I was tired of that dude whining all the time. Well, it's because yeah. they completely wrote Kirk wrong. Kirk is not – he didn't get to where he was by being a complete fuck-up. He got there by being Captain fucking Kirk. And yeah, they, they've got Kirk all wrong. I'll, I'll Definitely. Definitely. Um, he was rash, not irresponsible. I, I never got that, and I, and I get irresponsible out of the new Kirk, whereas the old Kirk again, he yeah he would he would jump to, he wasn't a guy that was indecisive, a lot of times he would just okay this is the information I got I'm moving forward, hell or high water, whereas the other guy is just like oh I'm going to miraculously think of something else and we're going to go run around and have a big epic score go and I'm going to get the crap beat out of me and some Deus Ex Machina is going to happen and I'm going to survive yeah. so. He wins yeah. everything by luck, not by pure skill. The only thing yeah, he did yeah. by skill yeah, was Kirk, when he beat the machine. That was it. Yeah, Kirk had a lot of guile and um, a lot of toughness, and I don't, I don't get that out of the new Kirk. He'd, fi- he'd be fine as a different name, a new 
Star Trek guy. I could I could live with that. But don't call him Captain Kirk. The only thing they got right is he's a whore. Now, the understanding that I got from some of the other ones is that Paramount, after they saw the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, they want new Star Trek film to be more open to mainstream audiences. So perhaps getting Sam Pegg to put some more funny in there might actually help them out. I don't know. I thought it was making money. Just try to make good movies. Maybe they're worried it might be too science fiction, so they want to go a little bit more... I mean, my God, it's almost an action film anyway. They ripped off Star and Star Wars as much as possible. Yeah. So. Speaking of Star Wars, George Lucas did an interview recently, and he was – I lost my notes. But basically what he said was his original outline that he was writing for Star Wars 7 was pretty much poo-pooed. He had wanted to focus on the young guys to show that the newer generation has new heroes, get something new to the saga. But Abrams decided, uh, no, we're going to go with all the old people because with the exception of two of them, our main characters are still alive. So let's use them while we can and whore them out so I can make more money on this project before I rip something else off like I ripped off Star Trek. Yeah, well, Star Wars for Star Trek. Now, what? Fuck this whole project, Scott. If their plan is to utilize the older cast to kind of bridge the gap, and they introduce new people in the first film, and then as the trilogy plays out, those people become their own and take over the franchise. That's fine. I I like Abrams stuff for the most part, but I don't know. If, I don't know. Star Trek was a lot like Star Wars, so maybe he can at least get the action right, but. Um, it was a straight ripoff. Of course, it I, was. yeah, exactly. It's what I, it's what I wanted to see out of the last three Star Wars movies, really, uh, as as far as the action goes. Um, you know, it's Star Wars. It's going to sell. It can't be any worse than Phantom Menace or something like that. Even though I kind of like those movies, it, surely it's going to be a step in the right direction. I hope. I hope. But I'm just, Abrams is. I think he's okay, but he's. I'm just not his biggest fan either. Dan. How do you feel about this bullshit? Uh, I think it pretty much ended with one, uh, four, five, and six. I didn't like one. I didn't care for two. I like one part of three. Uh, I think I think the magic was from the generation and the effects and the storytelling of that time, and I just don't think you can just push it into the next generation. No, not without the storytelling. That's where they lost it. On to the TV portion of the show. Supergirl has been cast. And I didn't get a chance to write down the notes of who she is, but she is some chick from Glee. Scott, you are a huge fan of Glee and their actors, so you must know everything about this because you didn't. I've been waiting for this moment all my life. Um, Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was either on the last podcast or it was in conversation with somebody at work. I was like, well, as long as they don't hire somebody from Glee, they get somebody they can act. And it's not to say people from Glee can't act, but that's the talent pool that Hollywood wants. You know, that's what they get. Which Supergirl, a lot of times, has been younger, uh, more, especially recently, more of the teenager type, or you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. That's fine. But as long as the writing's strong and the, and the character and the the actor can carry uh, the performance, whatever. But it just it, it it just lessens your faith in it because it seems like they have a to me, it sounds like there's some sort of uh, political agenda, and they just want to get the hot face of the moment and put it 
on screen. That's fine. I, well, you I consider play- me a conspiracy theorist, but you always go with a political agenda whenever something pops up. Isn't there something else in here you have about, about political agendas? I have problems. Marvel? Fox, Marvel? Well, I mean, but I, I just see this more to totally the top, that. I'm but. not really on that one anymore. I agree with you. On what? On the Marvel thing. I agree with you after oh, you yeah, explained yeah. your stance. So, Yeah, that's all money and power. Well, yeah. You, so the fact that it doesn't matter who they cast for Supergirl, the whole premise of the story is that she's a detective. I mean, when does Supergirl become a detective? This is brand new canon to me. Yeah, I mean, what, that's, what a, why, I mean that's, why, that's not the only reason I don't have faith in Project. That detective storyline, it's like, but, you know, CBS specializes in that kind of stuff, so we'll see. Dan, do you want to see CSI Supergirl? I don't want to see Supergirl at all. All right, moving like, on. It, it, I'm just saying it's, it's a character, like, someone has the powers of Superman, you, you can't make a compelling TV show based around Gotham has been renewed for season two. Um, Scott, have you even got caught up on season one? No, no. Dan, have you caught up on season one? I'm, I'm fully caught. I am up to date on Gotham, Flash, and Arrow. Well, I'm way behind. My so, um, last two episodes of Gotham, we haven't seen Bruce Wayne. Do you think this is a good idea? Focusing more on um, what the original concept of the series was supposed to be was Jim Gordon. Yeah, I think I think it's a great idea to get Bruce out of there, bring him back every once in a while, just so you can focus more on Jim. Good. And somebody agrees in the background. Um, Jim Gordon, he's the man. Love him. I think he's one of the most. Uh, he's one of the. I think he's one of the better DC characters actually. But he's as far as film and television television series and things like that. That he's appeared in, I think, and I think he's just been underutilized. Dark Knight trilogy gave him a little bit of of a bump, but even then, you know, it's Dark Knight trilogy. So, well, yeah. and I, I enjoy the show a lot, but I don't think that show goes anywhere without his partner, which his name escapes me. But I, Bullock? I think that guy's great in that show. Harvey Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fox has picked up three new pilots. The first is a remake of the BBC series Luther. The second is a company from the Mindy's Project, Charlie Grady, Ronder, something like that. And the third is a new series of Frankenstein. The summary for the series is Frankenstein hails from crisis creator Richard Rachie and home Howard Gordon. The drama centers, centers on Ray Pritchard, a morally corrupt retired cop who is given a second chance at life when he is brought back from the dead. Now younger and stronger, Pritchard will have to choose between his old temptations and his new sense of purpose. Man, this is total shit. Yeah. Resurrected shit. Um, whatever. It just... Rehash, rehash, nothing original. I mean, I know I like sequels and things like that too to certain properties, but... Uh, this just sounds more like crap to me. And it's always a morally corrupt cop. Can't we have a good cop? <laughs> I mean, just once. So, I don't John McClane was the last good cop you had. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, as far um, as he was in 24, that was just, he was a piece of shit. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, I everybody on NYPD Blue were—they were all total assholes. You know. So I cannot think of a, the last good cop series, quote unquote, no, good cop. I can't either. Shield, same thing. You know, and the world's not black and white. There's some gray. Police use discretion when writing tickets, but not for criminal offenses. And people confuse those two things. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see something with a good cop. But hey, you know, you don't hey, always have got to Jim Gordon. Gordon so that's all we got. Right now. Yeah, Jim Gordon. Dan, have you seen I, Frankenstein? Yes, I have. I saw it, uh, I think, two weeks ago, whenever it came out on Amazon. Now, do you think I, Frankenstein would be better than this sack of shit we're being given right now by Fox? I like I, Frankenstein, so, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Dan is the first person I've ever heard say he likes I, Frankenstein. Yeah, me too. The movie comes on. It, It... Pretty much starts right at the beginning of the action. They were like, you know who Frankenstein is, so we're going to skip all this. And then we're going to go action, action. You want some more action with gargoyles? We'll give you that. Throw a demon in, gargoyles, action. All three fight, movie ends. Now that's a decent I don't know why people like movies any different. I like to see. I like to see a gargoyles property come out. Not this shit. Why can't Uh, we have a gargoyles live action show with all the CGI? The thing I didn't like about I, Frankenstein that kept taking me out of it, like I said, I like the fights and a little bit of the story. It was hard for me to root for Frankenstein as he's basically the monster from the book rather than the other types of movies. You know, he strangles a woman in her bed. But um, He does that in I, Frankenstein? No. Oh. Well, yeah, technically he does because he kills Victor Frankenstein's wife in the book. So in the movie, it begins with, you know, kind of a little quick backstory for like 30 seconds and shows him like towering over her bed and then Victor finding his wife dead. Yeah, he's a fucking murderer. So it was hard for me to even root for the asshole. But the other thing was, is the costumes look like they come out of the Mortal Kombat TV series. I'm sorry. It, it just completely ruined suspension of disbelief for me. And uh, But the action I thought was pretty good. I liked watching the Jacob's Ladder type stuff when the when the gargoyles died and things like that, so... Yeah, just little things that took me out of it. It was hard for me to pay much attention to it after that. See, that's the beauty of it. I was able to watch it while playing with Wyatt, which meant I didn't have to play close attention, which was perfect. I could yeah. look up and be like, that's pretty awesome, and then just yeah, look back down. It's, it's one of those TBS Superstation Movie of the Week deals. Yeah. Something if I saw it on TBS in a few years, which I don't even have TBS anymore. I don't even know if it's around anymore, but I would... I would not turn the channel, you know, kind of like Beastmaster back in the day. It was on, like, every weekend. So I wouldn't turn it off, but, you know, it's not high cinema either. So it was all right. Having wrapped production of all ten episodes, Powers, executive producer, co-Michael, damn it, Brian Michael Bendis, uh, said that starting its official run on March 10th, 2015, with the first three episodes... Following this, a new episode will be released every Tuesday. The first original live-action series for PlayStation Network Powers. First episode is going to be free for everyone on PlayStation.com slash Powers, while PlayStation Plus members get access to the entire season for free. Dan, are you, uh, did you read Powers, Kenny? Uh, I'm, I'm familiar with it, but I have not read that. I do know about this series. I've never personally read it. A guy at work read it, so I was slightly familiar with what you were talking about. I don't have a clue what Powers is. 
Moving on. <laughs> All right. Oh, thanks. I thought you guys might let me in on the secret. No, I'm not. You know everything. So, since you put down this Marvel Universe is pulling an infinite crisis, we're on to actual comic book news. Um, Marvel has decided to do a, a reboot as such. This could tie into what we were talking about the other week, about Marvel wanting to... Well, Disney telling Marvel... We want the rights back to all of our people, so kill off anything that they actually have for Fox movies. So, uh, Scott, go for it. Talk now. Yeah, yeah they're going to combine the Ultimate Universe and the regular Marvel Universe and make a whole new universe out of it. And, uh, you know, it's continuity is one thing they're talking about, being able to move new directions and things like that. But it just... Man, DC has worn this freaking out with comic fans. I mean, I don't know. If, if they want to fix continuity with it or, you know, a, get more power of their properties from uh, their movie deals they have from back in the day, whatever. But I'm just so sick of this universe crap and cramming it together. Just ignore some of the older continuity. I mean, you know, if something sucks from 40 years ago, then don't reference it and move on from it. I mean, it's like Wolverine when he... Uh, he uh, lost the adamantium in Wolverine 100, and he turned into feral Wolverine. They had no big, huge explanation for it because they didn't know what the hell to do with it. The freaking storyline mostly sucked. The art, you know, the design of the characters sucked. Um, it was just annoying. And they ran it for 20 issues or so, and then they were like, you know what, or 30 issues. Let's just ignore this happened. And they gave him, like, a holler projector in one, ep- in one issue that, you know, projected his original appearance. And it was like, we're just not going to mention this anymore. And it just kind of fluttered away. Just do that, and just continue making the freaking stories. And I don't know. But maybe it'll bring attention to the properties and increase sales briefly. Who knows? Maybe I'm just being cynical, but I'm sick of it. Infinite Crisis and Zero Crisis and Time Crisis. That was a video game. Whatever crisis that they have going on, sick of it. But DC's the ones that's worn out. This is Marvel hasn't really done this. They might as well just throw in some Age of Apocalypse stuff while they're at it and cram that in there and some... Make some of the Marvel zombies come over out of their Earth to the regular Earth, and hey, whatever. Paul had the best idea. Have Galactus just eat everything and start over. Well, I mean, the whole worst idea was when they did the Ultimate Universe. They should have just stuck to what it is and said, if you want to follow comic books, read some past comics, get up to speed on what's going on. We don't need to start fresh for a new generation to buy the books. Right. Yeah, the original idea of the Ultimate line was fine, and then... You know, now they just want to have everything wrapped up. So, why, why can't you have two universes? You have the just let them run the line, line, and then you have the ultimate line. Don't the ultimate line it. sold well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they had the ultimate wave <laughs> that killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, even that's fine as long as you don't try to mix the universes. I mean, do you yeah. just want one universe when you're ho- God. I don't know. I don't get it. It's hey, funny. After we just, was I talking to you when I said that Marvel is usually pretty good on their huge summer event, crisis events, and DC yeah. really fucks it up? Yeah. Uh, I apologize to DC for that comment. Yeah. Did you guys already touch base on the PlayStation Network and it was down for like a week or something because it couldn't handle a DDoS? Did we talk about that? Was that was uh, it, uh, that would have been like what last week, week before last, last and we decided to skip it because it was down for maybe like what a couple days. hours. 
Maybe for down, you. I saw awesome. reports of days. It was down for like three days. Was it? Yeah. Was yeah, that was just for playing people. games online? Because I was able to access everything. You couldn't. You couldn't access certain online things. Yeah, there was. It was down for. There was. There was issues for several days. It was completely down for some people, and, and the network was a mess for a couple of days. It wasn't like the one around Christmas. It wasn't as bad as that, but there was still a little bit of a mess. And like Daniel said, it was a DDoS. So. Well, I was able to subscribe to uh, PlayStation Now, and it, it worked just fine for the last week. I had no well, problems with it. One time, it, it went out on yeah. me once. That was it. Other than that, it actually worked fairly well. And I used I, uh, Killzone I 3 and Shop, Scott, Killzone 3 <laughs> and uh, God of War. And those are the two highest quality tiles they have as far as drivers go, most intense. And God of War went out a little bit, but look, if you can play... Killzone 3, a first-person shooter, and have no real lag issues, damn, that's some good technology. So, who they buy, Gaikai? That's some good shit. So, it does work. It is legit. And I'm using a shitty-ass router and don't think I can get his 16 megs down. That's shit. Did you say 16 megs down? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Dan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 16 down. I just finally got... Well, visible to me here. I was at three previously. You just got what? Twelve megs down. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually fifteen. Uh, but I my upload sucks. I thought Sunlink was supposed to go up to twenty-five to fifty megs. Is that out yet? I know that it's supposed to go to that, but I don't know if it's out yet. I've, I've seen suppliers out there for it, so yeah, I've seen maybe some, it hasn't rolled out in the area. Yeah, we got something in the mail for it, but it hasn't rolled out yet, I don't think. But I haven't really paid attention either. I just wish the uploads would be better. Like, I'm still thinking it's like 768 or something K. Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to get somewhere between 1 to 2 megs up, but yeah, eh, whatever. I mean, it's good enough to give me the video I'm getting now, so I can push out 1080p pretty well. Scott! You got Star Wars issue number one, so you yeah, bought into the bullshit and helped support these cocksuckers. Yeah. You want to tell uh, us why, you little whore? Because I had 8,000 points in my uh, GameStop Power Up Rewards account, and it was free. So, yeah, I, I grabbed it. Um, it wasn't actually until I had ordered it that I realized there was 100 variants and that it was this big, crazy scheme. And I probably wouldn't have cared because I had 8,000 points and didn't really spend any money on it. Um, it's a pretty good comic. I, I was, I was, I enjoyed it. Um, there's enough throwback. It has the old classic characters. There's a, a few instances of some humor involved in the Falcon that were pretty cool. Um, decent little plan the Rebels have going on. Uh, the Imperial character was, you know, his dialogue definitely fit that he's just a big bureaucratic prick uh, with, you know, all his arrogance and stuff. Uh, Han Solo felt like Han Solo, so I liked it. The art was pretty good for the most part. Um, Luke Skywalker didn't always quite look like Luke Skywalker, but yeah, everything else was spot on. So, I, and I'm definitely excited to check out issue number two, which I will not be ordering from Mile High Comics. Scott, the email from Mile High Comics. Would you go ahead to our Google Docs and read the little section I put up there? Let's see. Or Dan, whoever's there right now. 
Yeah, it says, while the demand for regular editions of Star Wars number one is growing by the day, all the varying editions have gone crazy. If you were the one of the precent, president, whatever fan, who pre-ordered my high comics Star Wars, I want you to know that you made an extremely wise decision. We raised our retail price to twenty four ninety five a copy last Friday, yeah. and our sales have slowed down a bit. Keep reading. Gets better. <laughs> that is not as good of a trend as it may appear to be, as we absolutely need to keep copies of our variant in stock to construct sets number one through six. And we must also have at least a few remaining when the next Star Wars film releases in December. With that thought in mind, I'm letting everyone know right now that our variants will be increased to thirty four ninety five as of this Friday. We have only about six hundred unallocated copies of our variant edition left, so our next bump up to forty nine ninety five may occur far sooner than we would believe. That is ridiculous. That's yep. freaking horseshit, man. But it warms my heart because that is a capitalist dream right there. That's supply and, that is supply and demand is its finest. Like we're gonna up the price, and you can't stand to not have this. <laughs> I agree with you on that. It's definitely capitalism at its finest, which is good because I'm a consumer. Fuck them. Um, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, they, it would be all right if they would just say, hey, guys, this is our capitalist dream that we're going to just freaking expand on. Like you said, you can't stand and not have this at $50, and uh, that's fine. But, man, they're just so full of shit. It's like, oh, we just can't keep up with it. We're being forced to raise it to 1995. Then they were forced to raise it to uh, 2495. Then they said, well, you know – it might be a week or it might be a couple weeks, and we may be forced to raise it to twenty nine ninety nine. Well, fuck, they skipped twenty nine ninety nine. They jumped straight to thirty four ninety five or whatever it is. So you know, my high comics. <laughs> oh my gosh, just be straight with us. Hey, we're gonna try and make as much money as possible. Here you go. Quit insulting our intelligence, and uh, I might even be tempted to buy a copy at fifty dollars just because of that fanboy itch. My fingers are itching, and I got some money, but not happening. Total, total, total freaking boycott for this guy. Well, the so, fact of the matter is, they said they still have six, six hundred unallocated copies. Yeah. So I don't know how many is sold. So it's not like this is a rare book. So if you spend fifty dollars on it and there's a thousand copies of it floating around, it's probably not going to be worth fifty dollars for a super long time. For a little while, but it, it, like you said about supply and demand, I think it's false demand. They're, they're, it's it's savvy marketing for the mouth breathers that fall for it. Um, this is the shit that Sony, Sony does with their PlayStation products when they used to release them. Well, yeah, I mean, people buy Xbox Ones every day. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just savvy marketing uh, to the mouth-breathing masses that think they have to have every freaking edition of a book. And it is pretty cool that the variant copies from My High Comics... Uh, there are six different variant covers, and they combine to form one big picture. That's pretty neat. But you basically have to buy $300 worth of books at this point to get all for, of them. For six comics. For six covers to the same book. Star Wars number one, six variant covers. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it's you know. And for that price, you should go ahead and pack a pair of white gloves so you can actually read the damn things. Yeah, it'd be like that episode of Simpsons when they read Radioactive Band number one. You know, disinfect the tweezers before we turn the page. Um, yeah, I just nothing I'm going to be a part of. I mean, it's I don't blame Mile High. People's going to buy it. 
There's your demand. So, but I think it's a false, a false demand. And they're just people stupid enough to do it. So. Yeah, I mean, look, we even monetize this show. I mean, I mean, it's out there. But we're not going to fuck people over and say, if you want to see episode two, you're going to pay $50. I wish to God that we could, so I can't really blame my house that much. But yeah, if we I guess get if you're in a dominant position, we do what you want. If we ever make it. Just saying. <laughs> well, the ultimate goal is to have Apple and Dr. Pepper as our sponsors. So, I mean, we're yeah. working on it. For Intel. Dr. Pepper, where'd that come from? <laughs> Came from heaven. He <laughs> came from the gods. <laughs> Better wake up. That's, that's, they used to call it ambrosia. Now they call it, you know. Yeah, welcome to Elysium, baby. And the last little bit of news: Royal Rumble is going to be Sunday. Look, it's 9.99. Network, pick it up. If you don't like it, fuck. You got um, NXT. Did anybody get to check out the Wrestle Kingdom show? I got to finish um, the one match, and it was one. It, that one match was better than any of the stuff I've watched in the past two months on WWE Network, by far. So I'm very impressed. I mean, Charlotte Flair is really good, but this that, that was an awesome, awesome, awesome match. It was original move sets. There was a lot of variety that you don't typically see. I mean, it was. I saw like ten moves I'd never seen before inside of five minutes. I was like, really? This is awesome. So that's yeah. the uh, the first match, the Young Bucks and everybody else match. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, definitely love that. No, uh, this week was pretty crazy. It was my first week of tax season, so I pretty much was on work or family the whole week, so I didn't get to. Well, you can still watch it. It will still be better than anything you're going to see this Sunday. Um, Scott, he, <laughs> uh, one of his dreams came true. He got to see Sting again. Yeah, for two seconds. Well, I mean, it's, it's two seconds. Great. Just saying, I'll probably close the book on WWE forever come WrestleMania when this thing's done. But You're going to go straight to Japan, huh? Yeah, it's, it's done. Uh, well, the, that era will finally die at WrestleMania in April or March or whatever it is. That that era will finally be dead to me. Well, so. If you figure out the New Japan website, you know, let me know. If I can yeah. figure it out. We'll go learn Japanese or something. I mean, it has a Google Translate, but it's still a little wonky. Oh, yeah, I've used it before. It's very wonky. But, I mean, it's still only $8 a month, which is a lot better than what we're getting from WWE. Yeah, I'm just wondering how long they're going to go. It's somebody taking a shit? Not me. <laughs> Hot water tank, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should shut that door. No, you were washing dishes there. <laughs> I, I, for a second, it caught me unaware. I was like, what's going on? This I was waiting for water to come gushing out. Now you got a xenomorph coming at you. Yeah, so I'll just hide in the closet, I guess. Apparently that works against alien killers. But, yeah, um, yeah, Sting, Sting's a highlight, that's for sure, when he's on there, but it's very brief, so. Yeah. Um, Triple H broke kayfabe out of the show. Apparently he said something that pissed off a little child, and the kids started crying, and Hunter broke kayfabe right on the spot and gave the kid a hug and rubbed him on the head and then let everybody go to the back. Um, here's a problem. Um, every time I watch a John Cena match, I have to cry, but yet I've never been apologized to. So where's my apology? Never had to go back. Never got to go backstage, right? No. I mean, see, Triple H doesn't know. There were only two people cheering for him <laughs> at the show <laughs> you went to like 15, 20 years ago. There were two. 
Yeah. It was kind of center. It was the lead up to WrestleMania 12. During yeah. the match, it was kind of silent because Hunter wasn't really over then. And Scott yelled out, Hunter, two fans! And I cheered with him. And then Hunter kind of stopped real quick and was kind of like... like yeah, it was pretty quiet. Yeah. We weren't that he, far away. Was, he tried not to break kayfabe there, but he did this time. So, not good. Yeah. And then once people realized me and Paul were cheering for him, we got drowned out because everybody was like, they just went ape shit against him. So, yeah. Yeah. hey, you're welcome for the pop, bro. Yeah, see, we were supporting you back then, so yeah, give us a little bit. We got bit a better pop cheering for you than you did performing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it just started like right around this, this little circle, and it just spread. And everybody just started running down <laughs> real bad. It was like, oh, wow. Once one started, it was over. It was a domino effect. Yeah, I don't see the correction, but on the actual podcast we had, there was one correction that we had to make. Uh, we meant actually two terabyte hard drive, not two gigabyte hard drive. This is not 1996. So uh, if you listened to last week's show, you know what we're talking about. Um, is that it? Because we're getting ready to wrap this thing up in three minutes. That's all I got. Dan, do you have anything condescending to say to Scott? No, um, I know Scott said he was done with pre-orders, but you don't—you really don't want to get your hands on Gora. I don't know. I, I, we talked about that a little bit before you hopped on, and I do want to get my hands on Gora, but that's—that's uh, that's one of those ones that tempts me. So we'll see. It'll come out as DLC later too. So. Scott, are you going to get the North Korean ripoff of OS X? Possibly. Possibly. I think it's free, maybe. You might want to check that out. Yeah, it man, might work better than what you got now. Might have Kim Jong, whatever his name is, watching me on the webcam at night. So. I mean, it's no so different than what you have now. I, don't th- I think the only thing they can do is DDoS in North Korea. They're not advanced enough to actually hack. So. Let me go back to something earlier that we did not get to talk about with Dan. was the um, the Windows 10 event they had yesterday, day before yesterday. Yeah. Did you get to see any of that? I got to read uh, highlights, and I'm excited for the cross-platform play. Uh, the HoloLens is somewhat intriguing to me, because if I can play my video game on a 50-inch screen and it's awesome, or if I can make it look like it's taking up my whole wall, that's even better. Uh, but I'd like to try it out before I make an official statement on that one. But it does look promising, though. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, virtual reality is probably everyone's ultimate goal, but artificial reality is probably more visible and obtainable. And is Phil Spencer still the man for the for the jobs he's got right now, Mr. Xbox himself? I think so. I mean, they seem to be trying to focus on games and cross-platform work, which I think is great, because nothing messes up a game community more than like, oh, my friend has a PlayStation, I have an Xbox, he plays on PC. None of us can hang out. At least now two of the three can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome feature if they get it to work, so. Okay, Dan, final comments? Uh, sorry I've been gone the last two weeks. Work's been crazy. I hope things will start slowing down. I'll be able to hop on a little more regularly. Scott, final comments? Yeah, uh, don't blame the work, Daniel. You're domesticated. So get back in the kitchen, have a sandwich prepared for your wife when she gets home. Uh, and the dishes have already cleaned up. She's home hours before I am. 
Right, so you better have like a crock pot going or something. <laughs> get a crock pot meal started before I leave for my shift. Yeah, I just, I, I just know what it's like, man, because I'm severely domesticated. So, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty soon I think I'm gonna be purchasing an Xbox. Um, <laughs> I, it's gonna happen eventually. So yeah, it will eventually. Well, all yeah, back down to three fifty. Maybe I can get something where I can at least play with Daniel once in a while. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys, because, like, if, if, Play, if PlayStation 4 is truly going to be the Capcom exclusive, I may eventually pick one up pre-Mortal Kombat. And so I'm trying to judge, like, if you guys are making that purchase, if you're not making that purchase. Oh, I'm not like, I'm not buying one now. I changed my mind just now. <laughs> totally. Screw Xbox. Not happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's really nothing coming out to Xbox that I don't think... Scott and I would want, except for maybe the new Tomb Raider, and that won't be till the end of December, and even then it's time exclusive, so hell, might as well go ahead and wait an extra three or four months and get it on PC, which would be the superior product anyway. So what well, uh, What titles do you have for your Xbox One, Daniel? I want to play Killer Instinct and get my shit wrecked by Daniel on there. Let's see. Uh, the only games I've purchased is Killer Instinct and Diablo 3. Everything else has been the free games. I would buy Diablo 3 again um, if I found it at a good price and played on Xbox One because that, that game is just fun. Yeah, yeah, I think I got it on uh, Black Friday online for like $30 with the expansion included. Mm. So, it was, so it was fun. So, yeah, I mean, they've given me enough free games that I haven't felt the need to go buy games. So I've just been doing that. But I like fighting games too much that if... If Capcom's not doing it, if they're doing a timed exclusive, I'll probably just stay with Xbox because I trust them with my money more. Uh, but if it's not a timed ex- exclusive, I'll just need to wait till it's on sale one day and pick one up. Yeah. Or just try to do it all on PC. I don't really know what, str- what strength of PC you need to play like uh, a Street Fighter-esque type games. I don't know if my MacBook here will do it or not. I have a six-year-old uh, processor and four gigs of RAM, and I can play uh, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 4 or Ultra Street Fighter 4 pretty well on it. Um, yeah. I wouldn't – I don't know how much it affects me in competitive play, which I've only done a very little bit of. Um, but I'd say your, your MacBook Pro is newer than – how old is it? It's a year old. Yeah, you're probably good. Because um, yeah, my, a... my computer is aging, and it plays pretty decent. Well, I would say it plays excellent, but it plays pretty well. So. Yeah. Well, maybe you can check out Dell. They have that preferred customer bullshit. You might be able to get a $2,000 credit limit on there, so you might be able to get something really sweet. Yeah, pay $2,000 for a $800 computer. Yes. <laughs> hey, that's how I got my PlayStation 4 and Wii U, so. Yeah. $20 a month is... That's about the best I'm going to get out of them. Of course, you really need to be working on getting your Mac instead of that Windows shit that you're toying with. Yeah, yeah we're just, just waiting. Yeah, just this waiting. this cut back on the $10,000 a month you spend on Amiibos, and you'll be there pretty soon. Hey, man, I've got most of them. So what kind of what kind of uh, camera do you have, Paul? Because when, when you pop up, man, you're all up in the high def. That's right. I got the uh, Logitech C920, so, but it doesn't natively work with Win um, Mac, so you have to download webcam settings. It's like five dollars, 
on the App Store, and it will work just fine. I don't know why Logitech wants to be douchebags and not actually give you the drivers for it, so I have to go to a third party to get it. But, hell, it's worth it. This is a $100 camera, though. so It, it looks real nice. I have no clue what you guys are seeing of my picture, but, but Scott's pretty clear, and you're crystal clear. Uh, are you using the iSlide camera? Yeah, whatever on the MacBook. Yeah, it's the most it will do is a shitty 720p, but what you're using is fine for one of this. Scott picked up a $40 Logitech, which is, depending on the lighting, it, it's pretty good. Just problem is he's, I think you are too. You're both streaming, <coughs> streaming and you're not laying, getting choked up talking about how sweet Apple is. But uh, that that seems to be the problem here. You're streaming and he's streaming, so until you get hooked up to a LAN, it's not going to be really that great. Even then, if your upload is shit from Suddenlink and whatever you have, Dan, it's it's going to be what it is. And since we're using Google Hangouts, it's do what? I have one gig up. Ah, that's that's good. Problem is now it's eyesight, and it depends on how good your actual connection is to your your router is right now. Yeah. What are you using, Belkin? Uh, I I don't think it's Belkin. I think uh, what's the other big brand of routers? Um, Linksys, Netgear. Yeah, Linksys is. Linksys. I think it's. Link, I think it's. I think it's Linksys. Yeah, that was my first router, and that was a piece of shit. But maybe it's improved since then. I don't know. I mean, this one I had to drop it from a N to a G just to get it to work properly. It just crapped out on me. But um, other than that, that's pretty much a, the nerdy tech section of the show. So are we going to close off now? Oh, we're still on? Yeah, we're still on the air. Yeah, we're still on the air. Try Hearthstone. Try it out. Yeah, I, I've tried that. I tried it in the beta. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I've been playing it quite a bit. So very fun, very fun. Is it still free? Yeah. Have you paid for any content on there yet? Considering all the hours you put into it, it would be no, worth it. I haven't paid for any content. Um, you have daily quests um, that you can do. Uh, like you may have to kill 40 minions or something like that, and you get like 40 gold. And it takes 100 gold to buy a pack of cards so you can unlock more cards. And I haven't really – I hell, I think I've bought 10 packs of cards, and I haven't spent a nickel yet. So um, I haven't researched it enough to know if I need to buy cards. But as long as I can keep getting nickel and diamond, because, I mean, I've played it quite a bit, but we're talking, when I say quite a bit, I mean, like, maybe three hours in a week. So um, I haven't really had any trouble. So I've been playing it for a couple weeks, and so far, so good. So the way I nickel and dime things, I'm not going to pay for anything if I don't have to. So. Okay, four. Dan. Oh, keep going. All right. (laughs) Keep going. I'm just asking if you guys are playing it on a PC or a tablet, because I think it's the perfect tablet game. Both. Both? Yeah, plays fine on both. The first time I played it, it was on um, iPad third generation. It was, it, it looked good, and then I got the same point where Scott was, and I kept getting my ass kicked by, was it the um, wizard, preacher, whatever the fuck it was? Shaman. Like, the fifth guy? Shaman. Yeah, the shaman. Yeah, and I just said fuck it. So, 
But maybe I might pick it back up again. I don't know. Just yeah, try priest against that shaman. You should be able to beat him first try. All right. Okay. Now, this is it. Are we good? We're good, man. Dan, you good? Yep, I'm good. You sure? You're, you're never on this show, so let's get everything out. Is there anything you need to say? Well, I mean, if if we're gonna extend it for something, uh, I don't care. I mean, we got actually as long as we're done by twelve, we're cool. What I'm what I'm noticing is Scott's got like a super legit background. Like, I I feel like if I turned on something and I saw him talking to me with with his background, it, it has some weight to what he's saying. Like I believe I believe what's coming out of his mouth. Like behind me, of course I just plop down. I got like two doors and a flower, and you got like a couch. We got to make some backdrops, Paul. We got to have something to 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 put some credentials under us. I, I know that from what I've been told, I'm supposed to be moving in February, so we'll see what happens then. So, so this would be like the third move I've done in, in less than six months. <laughs> so. Like like a poster or maybe some boxes of something, something. We got well, it would be nice if we had like, um, you know, little green screen units, if we can get yeah. that kind of going, but, ah, no, it... It, Scott's backdrop does look a lot better than ours, but he's um he actually had to go to what to the basement to actually get that and hide from That's his upstairs bedroom. Yeah. But uh we'll see what happens. I'm moving next month, supposedly, so same town or different town? Same town. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what my I can set up then. But uh eh. It is what it is for right now. It's a free show, people, so until we actually start making enough money from uh, monetizing this thing, it's going to be what it is. Make enough money, we can actually just get a little studio and fly Dan in every weekend. <laughs> I'm going to look for posters. I feel I feel as if this naked backdrop of two doors is not going to work. Yeah, this... Hell, look at this. A little like a living welfare home. So we'll figure it out. Episode one, technically, uh, of this show. It'll get better. I mean, if need be, we can always try to... I know, I've been thinking about going to Scott's house and recording one of these things, but... I mean, you're only 40 minutes away or something like that? 40, 50 minutes? You're not that far from Scott, right? An hour? Nah, about an hour. So, but I don't know, damn, Scott's got that really shitty-ass upload speed. I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. But, okay. Is that it? Are we sure? I think so. Scott, is there anything you want to talk about Michael Bean? Did, did he... Oh, Michael Bean! Yeah. Did he get a message uh, on Twitter or something? Say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm getting closer to him on Twitter. He favorited one of my tweets this week. Again? So, this makes the second one. Yeah, uh, his wife has, she's I'm on her feed, so if I post something aliens related, he may see it. So um, yeah, I uh, I don't even remember what it was I put on there. It was oh, it was uh, the concept art for the Neil Blomkamp stuff, and I posted it uh, at Michael Bean and all, and he favored it. So I was like, yes. So maybe it'd be like Guy Metzger, and I'll I'll get the get the slide right on in, and at least get to talk to that guy. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be pretty cool, but. 
hey, you know, he's a person just like everybody else. I don't know him, you know, except that he's like the most amazing actor that's ever lived. So, yeah, you know it. <laughs> Any day now, it's going to happen. So, he was at a Comic-Con in Pennsylvania this past October or November or something, December maybe, and I thought about driving up there and uh, maybe him. getting in line. <laughs> hey, you know, one thing can lead to another. I'll try anything six or seven times. So, um, yeah, I thought, well, my son likes Corporal Hicks and Kyle Reese a whole lot, So, and I've told him, you know, well, that's an actor, and he uh, that's his favorite guy too, so it's in his genes. So, next generation of stalker. <laughs> I wonder how many search for Michael Bean on Pornhub there was, and it's all located in Scott's servers here. Yeah, they only have one search, and it comes from my, my IP address. Yeah. Okay, well, on that scary note, for yeah, we've got, got my Corporal Hicks um, Lego minifigures. See? That's right. Creepy, huh? Daniel looks like he's about to just get up and leave. <laughs> it's like, I'm out. I, I feel I feel completely unprepared. Like all I can be is like, look, here's some packing tape. <laughs> like I just, uh, yeah. I just feel as if I'm not at a good command station to compete at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, these, I have this. I mean, does that work anything? These were uh, handcrafted by Blacktron from. Eurobricks.com's forum, and uh, he hand he homemade the molds and hand painted the everything on the characters. Made the little um, the little shoulder lamps. They have like little wires in them, so they're stronger. So you know, if the kid does play with them, they're less likely to break them. Uh, but he's got a whole line of every character that was in the Aliens movie. Uh, I don't well, I don't know about Burke, but he has everybody else. His Bishop is really good too. And he's making custom aliens to go with him, and they look really good. And he even did the mercenaries from the uh, Aliens Colonial Marine video game. So I bought those for my son for Christmas. And but they're, I got fifty dollars in those two figures by the time I shipped them and everything else. Jesus Vasquez was, Yeah, Vasquez was seventeen dollars, and I, th- I think Hicks was fifteen. Uh, Vasquez was more expensive because she comes with a smart gun. Who the hell did you buy that from, Malha Comics? No, I bought it from Blacktron on Eurobricks.com. He's uh, he makes custom stuff and it's really awesome. And he paints all of it. So, yeah. so you bought bootleg materials. You're telling everybody that you bought illegal merchandise on the internet. It's not illegal to buy. How's it illegal to buy? Yeah, it's like he, going to a yard sale. Not official, fucker. That's bootleg I pay, shit. I pay. I pay. Oh, it's commissioned. It's commissioned for the painting, work. right? I pay for the craftsmanship. I didn't pay for the Lego minifigs. No. Okay. You're, that you're, was you paid for the guy's yeah. time, right? So. You got anything besides pack and tape, Daniel? <laughs> that wasn't pack and tape. That was his clock ring. He's good to go. I got... Oh, uh, congratulations, son. I got some That's little Gerber, so Gerber baby food. Yeah, it's what your wife lets you. You're not allowed to eat out of the crock pot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we are going to end this show. So for Dan and Scott, he's not allowed to talk again because he's going to keep going on. Um, I'm Paul signing off. Goodbye. Fuck you, Internet.